This is MMA Torch Editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Audio News Brief for Thursday, May 13th, 2010. Uh, another Bellator event in the books as Bellator 18 took place tonight from the Monroe Civic Center in Monroe, Louisiana. Um, this was the first Bellator event that Fox Sportsnet actually aired live uh, here in the Twin Cities on FSN North, as there was no Twins game today, thankfully, so I got to watch the event live from 7 to 9 local time instead of uh, beginning at 10, 10.30, as uh, has been the case for the last five weeks. And uh, we had another good event um, in the books for Bellator as uh, the featherweight semifinals uh, were completed, and we have our featherweight tournament final set for later in this uh, Season 2, as Joe Warren uh, outworked Georgie Karahanian to uh, unanimous decision, and uh, Patricio Pitbull Freje uh, took out Wilson Hayes by decision as well. Um, the Warren fight, uh, he, he's, he's still very green, and he gets himself in bad positions on the ground, but his wrestling is fantastic, and he uses brute strength and no technique to break through uh, submission attempts. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of heart when it comes to that. Um, for the second fight in a row, he was in some very bad submission uh, attempts um, as he got nearly locked in a guillotine and an arm bar uh, and uh, almost a triangle on a couple of occasions, but the arm bar was the worst um, as uh, Warren was in real pain uh, and, and somehow fought it off. Um, you know, th- there's an argument to be made for Karhanian to win the second round because of the submission attempts, um, and, but I didn't think that they negated uh, Warren's top game, and and he was utilizing knees and uh, knees to do damage to the body and the legs throughout. He wasn't doing a whole lot with his top position other than control, um, but he was doing more than just taking him down uh, in both the second and third round. Um, Karahanian definitely did more damage, and especially in the third round with uh, some vicious knees, and um, you know also. Again, nearly had a, a submission attempt, but Warren also slammed him really hard on multiple occasions and, uh, again, was utilizing the knees really good, um, really well, I should say, uh, utilizing those knees to the body, to the knees, uh, to the thighs. Um, he, he was doing a really good job of doing damage with that, and, you know, he did enough to win this fight. It was a dramatic fight with uh, Karahanian nearly, nearly finishing the fight on a couple of occasions and Warren just utilizing his much better wrestling to take Karahanian down and pretty much keep him on his back for much of the fight. Um, he will now face off with Patricio Pitbull uh, in the uh, featherweight finals. Uh, this was a, you know, a fight that a lot of people were looking forward to with him against Wilson Hayes, both really high-level jiu-jitsu guys. Um, and, you know, the, this wasn't the most exciting fight. It didn't quite live up to the building, but it was uh, a fight between two guys that are very evenly matched, uh, very, very uh, similar skill sets. Uh, Pitbull just was beating Hayes to the punch in the second and third round and was able to stuff the takedowns. I, I think Hayes um, wore himself out a bit with the uh, aggressive takedown attempts in the first round and uh, trying to pass uh, out of Pitbull's guard in, in the first round, and I think he wore himself out a little bit, and it allowed Pitbull to take over in the second and third round, and he won an easy unanimous decision. Um, I had it as a, a, a 30-28 score, um, but I can I can see Hayes taking the first round. I had it as a 10-10 because I thought it was really, really close. But I can see them giving it to Hayes because he got the takedown, and, um, you know, he, he was 
on top for much of the beginning of that round, but I, I didn't think either really took that one. But we have uh, a Patricio Pitbull versus Joe Warren final. Uh, the winner will face Joe Soto in Season 3. We'll see Joe Soto here coming up in uh, one of these next two events. So definitely something to look forward to. I think uh, Warren's going to have a lot of trouble um, against against Pitbull because, uh, well, he's very clearly going to be able to take him down at will. Uh, well, maybe not at will. He's going to be able to take him down, though. Um, he, he gets himself in some really bad spots. His submission defense improved a little bit coming into this fight, but against a, a fighter like Pitbull with his uh, vicious submissions, uh, I think Joe Warren is going to be in a lot of trouble in that final. Um, the other main fight we had on this card was Hector Lombard against Jay Silva. It was supposed to be Lombard against Paulo Filio, of course. Paulo Filio pulled out, and Silva stepped in on short notice. Um, now, this is a guy in Silva that just went to a decision in the UFC with C.B. Dalloway, and uh, Chris Lieben. Not two world beaters by any means, uh, but still, he, he pulled two uh, UFC vets to a decision. He lost both of those fights, but he was still in them till the end. Hector Lombard knocked him out in six seconds. It was a two-punch combination that sent him to the ground and sent him out. Uh, the right hit on the chin and then the left hook put him down, um, just right to the jaw, and it, it was more than Bellator could have asked for from Hector Lombard as their middleweight champion. Um, this is, you know, he, he went through season one and got some exposure in the U.S., but not really because of uh, the way that TV deal and everything was scheduled. He, he wasn't one of the, the main ones along with Toby Amato's submission and um, all of that. So this was important to get him a lot of exposure um, to a much wider audience. And those that tuned in... Um, yeah, you know that's that's one of those special six, six six second knockouts, and Lombard moves his unbeaten streak to 19 fights. He is no joke. Uh, you know, I want to see him against any of the top 10 fighters in the UFC in the middleweight division. I, I, I think it would make for a great fight. Whether it's Anderson Silva, Chael Sonnen, Nate Marquardt, Vitor Belfort, I don't care who it is. Hector Lombard can hang with those guys, and I. It, I want to see him in the UFC fighting the UFC's guys um, because he, he deserves to be in that mix and, and to be talked about in all of that. Uh, after this performance, I don't think there's anyone that's going to uh, buy into any of the competitors in this middleweight tournament uh, really giving him much of a challenge uh, in Season 3 when they face off against him. It's no disrespect to those guys because, you know, it's a very solid eight-man lineup. Uh, the, the four that are remaining are, are going to be, uh, you know, put in very entertaining fights, and we're going to get some um, some good stuff from all of them for the remainder of the tournament. But it doesn't matter who comes out of the final four here. Uh, the way that Lombard, Lombard just destroyed Jay Silva, um, I mean, that, that sends a statement to, to everyone at 185 pounds, even though this was a, a catchweight fight uh, at, at uh, 190 pounds because of the, the late notice of the fight. This is still Lombard is ridiculous uh, and, and a very, very good fighter and I hope we get to see him against some really, really high-end talent uh, you know, shortly, sooner, a lot sooner than later. Um, the card was rounded out by uh, two local guys, Charlie Rader and Christian Fulgham. Uh, Rader uh, picked up a KO uh, 327 in the first round. So, another good event for Bellator in the books and uh, 
looking forward to next week's welterweight se- uh, semifinals with the rematch of Askren and Ryan Thomas. So um, that's what to look forward to there. In some other news, uh, the UFC Primetime Series debuted last night. Uh, another really uh, good episode of the Primetime Show. Uh, this is the first one with Rashad Evans and Rampage Jackson um, setting up their UFC 114 fight at, on May 29th. This series will continue next Wednesday and the Wednesday after. This debut for this one was the uh, highest-rated UFC primetime special uh, of any of them that have aired. Uh, There have been six episodes prior to this, all uh, pertaining to George St. Pierre boats. The first three were setting up his UFC 94 fight with uh, BJ Penn. And, of course, uh, they came back in March for his UFC 111 fight with Dan Hardy. you know, it's, it's a, a really good thing to get the hype train reset after uh, it was derailed following the Ultimate Fighter 10 and Quentin Jackson not taking the fight in December. Um, and, and they did a really good job with this show. And, uh, you know, viewers stuck around for after the Ultimate Fighter for it. Um, we got some more uh, UFC releases uh, out of UFC 113 in Montreal last Saturday. Both Jonathan Goulet and Yoshiyuki Yoshida uh, found themselves on the chopping block this week following their losses. Yoshida lost his third straight fight uh, in a decision to Mike Guyman, and uh, Jonathan Goulet lost his second straight fight, uh, this one to Marcus Davis. Goulet was making his return after a really long layoff, but his fight previous prior to that was a 33-second knockout loss to Mike Swick. So uh, neither release is really all that surprising. Um, you know, they're, they're both going to find work elsewhere. Kind of a bummer for Yoshida. He he got the news of the release on his 36th birthday this week, but um, you know, on three straight losses, it should have been expected that they joined Kimbo Slice and Paul Daly as uh, fighters cut thus far from that UFC 113 event. Uh, finally, a close out with some Tito Ortiz news. TMZ.com today uh, reported that the Orange County District Attorney uh, has rejected the case against Tito Ortiz uh, in regards to his April. 26th arrest for uh, alleged domestic assault against girlfriend Jenna Jameson. Uh, the story that seems to be the one that uh, actually took place or most likely took place was he found a couple of pills in an old pair of pants, uh, Oxycontin pills. She said that they were old and uh, he kind of went off on her and accused her of uh, being an addict and getting back into it and blah 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 and that led to um, some type of shoving incident, and her dad called the cops. He was arrested because she had marks on her. Both parties were still heated at each other and uh, saying different things to the cops when they were there, so it led to an arrest. Um, Jenna Jameson went out on her uh, statements and her strong stance of Tito Ortiz, uh, you know, beating her. Um, she changed her story multiple times with that. Uh, Ortiz, on his end, accused her of being... Um, an addict, and went back on those statements. They're both now trying to reconcile and trying to work on their relationship and blah, blah, blah. The situation is basically done with. The, the DA dropped the case. They're not pressing charges. Ortiz's not going to face anything. Uh, so Dana White uh, came out and um, said there's no problem with Tito. He's still on our roster, and they're expecting to have him back in the octagon uh, in October or November. So that sets him up for his first fight in almost a year by then, and 
it'll only be his fifth fight since his uh, his last victory, which came all the way back in October of 2006. So if he picks up a win in October, it will be his first in four years. Um, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see what the UFC does with him. If, if they put him in another fight and he loses again, whether or not they just straight up cut him um, or, or what happens with that because he's now riding um, a, a four-fight um, no-win streak. One of those was a draw against Rashad Evans, of course, but uh, you know, coming off the, the loss to Forrest Griffin in his return, his fight prior to that, he lost to Leota Machida by decision, um, you know, a year and a half before the, the Forrest fight, and um, so it's just dating back and further back, and with him getting knocked out of the, the fight with Chuck Liddell um, at UFC 115, now he's not returning for uh, a few more months after that, so we'll see what they set up for him. I'm not sure who they're going to put him against, but uh, I'm more interested to see what happens should he lose that fight and what the UFC does uh, with him from there. But that's all I've got for today. Uh, thanks for listening once again. Uh, we're two days away from Strike Force Heavy Artillery on Saturday night. Um, we'll have plenty more previewing that fight tomorrow and Saturday, and uh, also follow from. Uh, today's Bellator event and more as we head into this weekend. So thanks for listening. Uh, Once again, this is Jamie Penick signing off.